In the words of Shaka Khan, through the fire to the limit to the wall. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Chapter 8 of the Fat Man Chronicles. I'm Pete, and with me is my buddy Dave, and we are two middle-aged dads on a journey to conquer the Chicago Marathon. How are you, brother? I'm doing awesome, Pete. How are you? All right. You know, it's uh, good weather today before we get back to some kind of iffy spring <laughs> spring showers, you know? The, the polar vortex is 7 degrees at the beach. Yeah, who knows, right? Like, you never... You just never know, especially here in Chicago. I mean, you get a little bit more temperate climate where you're at. Yeah, well, um, we get your weather a, like 36 to 48 hours after it happens. Yeah. So it's usually not as extreme, but it, if it rains there, we'll get rain, snow, we'll get the snow. And uh, I think it's like 68 today, so it's nice. Yeah, yeah. That we had really nice weather yesterday and today. So just trying to take advantage of it to the best of our abilities, you know? Yeah. I have to congratulate you, though, Pete. What's that? We It's Chapter 8 today, and we've lasted seven weeks before people are like, screw these guys, where's Gretchen and what she's watching on TV? Yeah, right? <laughs> so we did We did have one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. Our friend Susan. Yeah, uh, I I think, uh, maybe two, I think I might have gotten another note, too. But I said something to Gretchen. She's like, oh, maybe we should record one, right? So we might have to throw uh, an episode in there. This is where it's going to get interesting, right? It's like going to be episode 130-whatever, 137, yeah. say. And then we'll be come back with 138 with us. and Right. Know, but I laughed. I'm like, we made seven weeks. And people are like, screw these guys. Where's Gretchen? Hey. <laughs> Look, I, I got... I'm used to it, right? Like, Yeah, well, that's how I time, got hooked in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of time I just get... You know, why are you even talking? Yeah. Keep asking her questions, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, I I rail on social media a lot, right? Like, I'm just not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certain functions of it that are really good, right? Like, you, you can meet people. It's the only reason, you know, you right. and I are connected. Um, you know, my buddies, you know, like Rob and Kevin and... and, and uh, all the sub 30 people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so all that. Anyway, um, the other function that I really, you know, the pictures are good, of course, kind of catalogs that. And then the mem, I like the memories kind of functionality you get. Yeah. So today I got one from 11 years ago. My brother, as McRunner, <laughs> his first McRunner attempt. So he had nothing but mcdonald's to eat for 30 days leading up to the la marathon in 2011 and he goes out 
to show what a beast he is. <laughs> he he goes out there and comes in at two hours thirty six minutes thirteen seconds, thirty third overall out of nineteen thousand six hundred and twenty six runners. That's crazy. And dirt, in so like, many ways, it is. And and the better part of it is, while he did that, he raised over forty thousand dollars for Ronald McDonald House Charities uh, of Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana. That's I mean, awesome. It, it's really just, and it had me thinking. You know, I kind of sent a a note to him about because, like, a bunch of the memories. Then he also did it a second time where he set a Guinness World Record as fastest marathon run dressed as a dairy product he was a shamrock (laughs) shake uh and you know like doing something fun big crazy like that yeah i kind of miss those days right he says yeah that was two lifetimes ago (laughs) (laughs) and 11 years but you know you you age a lot in 11 years tell me he's not quite that fast right um but i just thought it was such a an interesting thing because we've talked so much at the beginning here about kind of our our mental health and nutrition and, and kind of how those two things are intertwined. Right. And here And here he's doing something that I, I believe every nutritionist on the planet would agree is really stupid. Right. Step line one, what not to do. Right. <laughs> Eat only McDonald's food. Yeah. But, you know, he did it in a way that was thoughtful, right? He would, and he'd have to go kind of get his breakfasts and kind of bring them home and reheat them at home. Like, he didn't eat in the restaurant each time. Mm-hmm. You know, he would he would take things to go. He would stock up on certain things so that he had them. And 11 years ago, their, even their mem- menu was simpler then. So they probably only had, what, seven options at the time back then? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I... I know that he ate bagels a lot from there, right? Like he would just get plain bagels and bring them home. Are um, they Mick bagels? I, they probably were. That's they, crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it was just like he would get bagels. I remember he would eat salad. You know, some of their salads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like he went in there and just kind of supersized me. You know, yeah. Morgan. Now was that before the movie or after the movie? I think it was you know? after. I think it was after. Did that the, influence the him? No. My brother just likes McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. He, they eat McDonald's a lot, like as a family, as a mm-hmm. that's just like one of always been one of his things. And he was doing it a lot any I mean, he ate there a lot anyway. So he just kind of took it to an extreme level and got got a lot of national recognition for it. Like I yeah. always say, you know, it, it, uh, uh, oh gosh, the host of the Tonight Show, um, Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. he he made a, a a joke about him, and that, if you're getting a joke on the Tonight Show, you've made yeah, it, you, right? And, you've done something, you know. So <laughs> I think he, I think it was something like, uh, "Have you heard about this guy? You know, he's going to run the LA Marathon after eating only McDonald's for 30 days." And, uh, he, you know, so I'm like, I don't know about you, but I think that's a giant mistake, you know, yeah. something, something to that effect. But look, man, you get a joke from, from yeah, Jimmy no, Fallon. that's good. Good for him. And he does he still, still he, run? He does, you know, not like that, but he right. does still run. He does not really race a lot these days. He, 
you know, he's fought through a lot of injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. but he's um, he's super like encouraging, you know, when it comes See, like, to my those, running and stuff. Those sub three hour runners, they have the injuries. That's like seven hour runners. We don't have any injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think he probably did have some cumulative things, but I think just unfortunately for him, he's had some anatomical yeah. things that just didn't, you know, just aren't perfect, you know, for yeah. for running, but. I mean, back then, dude, he was running like hundred. He would run some like hundred mile weeks. I can't up, even fathom. Right, so like seventy to a hundred mile weeks, doing like Hanson's method training, which is six days a week and pretty intense. Yeah, and he would do to get those miles. He would do two a days. He'd mm-hmm. do before work, after work. Sometimes I think lunchtime on a treadmill, and he probably would, work full time. Oh, he did. Yeah, he still yeah, see, still works for the same company. Yeah, I can't imagine, like I give the most amount of credit to people who train like that and work full time, Yeah. right? So in my running career for the last 20 years, I was on the fire department. So we only worked eight days a month. So I can't imagine what that stress load or workload is working full time, getting in your training program kids food laundry shopping all that stuff that is mind-blowing to me how that people can do it and so many people do it successfully yeah well i think that a lot of the the people who do it successfully they they probably were runners early or have a a personality that can kind of hone in on one thing right right one or the other i feel um i don't think it's people like me who have like my interests are too varied uh i'm super fat and lazy so (laughs) it's hard for me to hone in on that yeah um i don't know man i i admire him too like what my brother did during that stretch of time Mm -hmm. was absolutely mind mind blowing yeah it's it's really cool so anyway i just wanted to share that memory you know oh that's awesome Saying bad things about social, I thought I'd get some good stuff. But, you know, the other good things are I get to see uh, how uh, my the, my buddy Braden's doing, even though I haven't met him in person yet. Yeah. Someday well, I will meet get to meet well, that kid. I, uh, I got to bring him home at some point soon. I don't think he's seen um, my mom probably in a couple of years. Like, they FaceTime every Sunday, but... Um, he, I don't, I, I really don't remember the last time he's been home. So it's high on the list. Uh, I don't want to wait till the fall or winter. And we were going to come home in January, but I didn't want to deal with winter. So uh, I'm thinking around April, June or something that we'll be in town uh, for at least a weekend or a long week or something because they don't get spring break here. So uh, they just get, uh, I think, one day off of school. So it's like a three day weekend. Oh, wow. Because they, they if our school systems are county run, so part of our school district is on the Maryland Pennsylvania line. So if it snows or gets ice up there and it's sunny and blue skies where we live, then they close the schools. And there's always so many snow days that they took away spring break. Wow. Yeah, but you'll definitely get to meet them soon. But he crushed it this weekend. We had yeah. a, we had we had a good weekend in New York. Uh, Farica came with us, which was even nicer. She usually doesn't go because we don't like to put the dog away and stuff. 
but um, we just kind of said, F it, come with us for the weekend. It was great, easy drive. It's three hours for us to get to Stanton Island. Um, he had his meet on Sunday, and uh, he actually had a terrible meet um, for his number-wise, but he pulled out a second place nationally, uh, and he met this kid, uh, Georgios, who's a, a 14-year-old Greek thrower from Long Island, and uh, they've thrown together in um, Virginia and Georgia, so they really got some time to really bond and meet and talk with each other. So it was nice. We got to meet and bond with their family. So uh, we had a great weekend, had some great vegan gluten-free food for him, which was really easy to find up there. And uh, we got a two-week break, and then his outdoor season starts. So, so how good weekend. He, how's he doing? Like, how is he doing mentally after kind of not hitting numbers that he thought he had a really hard time at first because it's uh, it was a concrete circle indoor which is usually uh plywood so he had one like feeling and texture in his mind of how it feels to spin on that kind of surface and it was like um if you think of a like a garage floor with the uh, epoxy on top it was really slippery. So he had a hard time in the beginning and he got all in his head and brain super emotional. And then he tried to change his whole rotation. So there may have been some yelling between us of not, don't change what you do because we didn't come all this way for you not to compete. Like you don't have to do your best, but you like, you can throw less, and this is just part of throwing where you have to deal with differences in the circles and stuff. So we got through that and um, it took about 20 minutes after the meet for him to realize that he still had a really good meet. And just because he didn't get the, he was trying to get 41, 42 feet and he ended up with 38 feet, which is not a big deal, right? So he did what he needed to do to get second place because we knew he wouldn't win but it took him a good 20 minutes to get over himself and be like hey i really did a good job and just because i didn't hit my goal doesn't mean i didn't do well so that's great it, I mean, you know he he's still 12 so you know i think if he was 16 17 and he has more time maturing and experience with that i think he would have handled it better but it did it didn't he didn't cry afterwards, but he was kind of like all up in his head that he didn't throw. 40 feet in his mind is really the marker of doing well. And um, the next best thrower, third place, was only 36 feet. So, you know, like he, he's really, he doesn't see himself as the outlier. We always talk about the outlier throwers, and he doesn't see himself as that, but he really is. So if he doesn't do what he thinks he should do, sometimes he's really hard on himself. I get that. I mean, you're com he's competing more with himself than yeah. against other people, right, at that point. And when you don't hit your goals, it's it's tough. I mean, right. And, and for him, it's all about the goals. Like he knew this kid, Georgios, we knew he's like three feet ahead of Braden. And uh, he's a year older, so it's 13, 14. So we knew we weren't going to catch him. And uh, most of there's 22 kids and probably 
20 of those other kids that were throwing, 18 of them we didn't really have to worry about. Like, so we try, I try and give Braden as much information as we can going in so he doesn't have to worry about a lot of stuff because he's 12 and all this information's out there. You can look up like their seed rankings and their PR throws and all that. So I try and give him all the information so he can just go out and have fun. So we really knew that he didn't, like he was going to lock the, um, an, an All-American title as a top six. So we knew we were going to be there and the top eight make the finals. So we, our goal going in was just make the finals, which is the top eight throwers out of the first three throws. And like, if you make that, just go for broke and have fun. Like that's the, our only goal today is to make the finals. And he did. And you know, it was a great meet. We had a great weekend. Was it a lot easier to find good food for him in that area? Yeah, because Staten Island itself didn't really have a lot of options. They had a great coffee shop that we went to for breakfast, which had a tremendous amount of options, and the staff was super helpful. And uh, for dinner, we found a dedicated gluten-free place because he is celiac, so that's our main priority food-wise in uh, Westfield, New Jersey which was like nine miles from where we were staying. So it was pretty easy. You just have to travel. And we have um, two apps on our phone. One's for gluten-free called Find Me Gluten-Free. And one is called Happy Cow. And it's just restaurant locators. So that makes it much, much easier. And uh, sometimes the places are closed, but you just call ahead. So it made it really easy. But up there, it's New York. There's, you, if you can't find something in New York, then... You're not trying. Yeah. How does Farica like that food? Does she like experimenting, eating in those um, places? She doesn't really like vegan cheese. So, And a lot of times what we do is um, gluten-free pizza because it's kind of simple. And uh, Braden's not very experimental, but she doesn't mind. And she, if we go out, she can get whatever she wants. So there's usually some kind of options. And a lot of times... If we can't find something, we just order sides for him, right? You can always find like a vegetables, a baked potato, a salad. You could always put something together off off a menu. So and you just gotta just gotta be nice to the kitchen and then explain what you're doing. And there's um, and a lot of times we can go to a steakhouse, which is really easy because you know steakhouse is in Chicago. You get a massive baked potato, some broccoli and a wedge salad and you're golden yeah absolutely that actually sounds pretty good yeah i mean a lot of time i feel like in those steakhouses the sides are are the star oh for sure you know (laughs) yeah all right so how you doing how was your week uh i i don't really have any complaints i mean it's i had a decent week my food is off the rail i'll be completely honest with that it's been off the rail especially traveling and uh, I didn't do a lot of grocery shopping this week because I knew we were going to go out of town. So there's a lot of takeout, a lot of Chinese takeout going on, some pizza. Um, Exercise-wise, I've had I had two decent runs. Uh, I think I said, I don't remember exactly what I said last week, but I, I, I kind of said something about two minutes was going to, anyone can do two minutes. And my two-minute run and two-minute walk in the cold and wind was a little harder uh, than I expect, than I uh, than I thought it would be, uh, but I got two of those in, 
and uh, those are good. Nothing exciting. Like, I don't know. I love being out there, but I'm still not really excited about running because it's so being so out of shape and so heavy at this point that running is really work. It's just not that effort effortless like you can go out for three miles and just enjoy it and you get in your zone and uh, I really haven't found my rhythm of like first world problems of clothes and my pack being the right adjustment and like a soft water bottle so like that little stupid stuff gets in my head um I, I wanted to do a four miler in the hotel room but uh we had some um computer systems and there's no key ca- we couldn't get keys made So they had to escort you to wherever you went. uh, And I didn't really feel like dealing with that. So my four-miler that I was supposed to do yesterday, I'm going to do at some point today. So I'm one run behind, but I'll make up for it. And I'm only running three days a week. So all in all, it was a decent week. Some things I definitely need to to, um, tighten the wrenches on. Food's a big one. Today's a, a food prep day, too. So... Well, we got 29 weeks to Chicago. We're, we're yeah. 30 now, 29 to go. And uh, I mean, it was interesting when you said, you know, when you were talking last week, I was thinking to myself, like, there's like this fine line between like not giving something power, like running two minutes, like not be, like not dreading that mm-hmm. and being too nonchalant about it. Yeah, right? I definitely am. Like I'm quickly realizing that um, I still have my machismo. I think I'm younger attitude towards things. Like young me would be like, ah, screw it. Two minutes is nothing. You know, let's go run a marathon tomorrow. (laughs) And now at like the state that I'm in, I did not give credit where credit is due of that two minute Right, like in my mind, it's it like two minutes is nothing, but it was really, um, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I I was relating to that for sure this week. You know, I I had my four runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, I'm doing four four runs basically, and this week I had like an easy three, and then I had hill repeats to do mm-hmm. and then uh another easy three and then a long run of six those hill repeats i knew were going to be hard i mean yeah it was six by 45 seconds up the hill and a two and a half minute recovery and i went in thinking you know i'm gonna i'm gonna jog the recovery <laughs> and, I, and i tried yeah. Yeah, you because know, I mean you're turning around, right? You're going downhill. What's the big Right, deal? right, right. Well I got thirty seconds into that first recovery and went, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be walking this you know, walking these recoveries. Now I walked, I didn't lollygag. I mean I mm-hmm. I tried to put some pace into it, what I could, but man, you want to talk about jello legs, right? I haven't done a workout like that in yeah. three three years, you know? Yeah. And uh and I was thinking about you know, like what you're, you were saying, because I've always kind of had that same thing. Like, it's 45 seconds. What's the big deal? Yeah. Right? I'll tell you, if I rep five. Yeah, duh. Gasping for air. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was there. It's a big, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And then, you know, there, 
Uh, my eating's not been great either. You know, we'll get to some nutrition talk, I'm sure. Got to talk about a little bit recap from last week. Um, but I got out there for my six yesterday. I got out later than I wanted to. Like, I'm still not getting up and getting out there mm-hmm. kind of early, which I, I kind of want to do. Part of it is races tend to be earlier, right, overall. Right. And the other piece of that, though, is if I do this run earlier, I can get a little rest, uh, shower, and like kind of have the rest of the day with the family, right? When I go later, it's like everything leading up to that point, like I'm trying not to screw up going for the run, and then it just it gets later and later, and then all of a sudden it's 4 o'clock, and you know, you've kind of wasted the day. Yeah, well, I'm the king of I have too much time and there's like this like this hill. Right. And I'll be like, I'll do this in a little bit. I'll do this in a little bit. I'll do this in a little bit. And then you get to that top of that procrastination and you're like, "Uh, screw it. I don't have time. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it never happens. And And it's like this constant. (laughs) Yeah. And it it never gets done. And what Ferka is crushing it. She's doing this. she does these Peloton core challenges, like there are six weeks, and she literally wakes up, makes brain breakfast, and while he's eating, and they're like short, five, five, 10, or 15 minute core programs, and she goes right, as soon as Braden, she gives Braden his breakfast plate, she goes and does his her core while he's eating, and then it gets done, and She's really good at that, and time management, I think, is my arch enemy. I'm terrible at time management, and I'm up at four o'clock every day, and right, especially now where I only have half hour to an hour runs at a max, and those hour runs are on the weekend. There's only excuses of why I don't wake up, grab a glass of water, and get out the door and do my two-minute on off for 28 minutes right i'm up right. and I, I i work three not even three miles from the house so i can even run the work if i wanted to you know put on a right. backpack and run the work yeah the time management is crushing me yeah i mean I, I i think i've i've still got a little bit of a mental block along like kind of the lines of what you're saying in terms of weight and not like i just still don't feel great most runs now this week I got into a rhythm in one run, felt pretty good, and you could see it, like, mm-hmm. in the results, right? Like, I didn't go overly fast, but I, I definitely had some, you know, I sped up, and and that, like, last mile felt pretty good. Uh, the six-miler, I went, I went at it, when I finally got out there, I went at it with the attitude of, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Let's go. Right. And Mm -hmm. normally for me, it takes a mile. I start to feel a little better. Mile three comes around. And then I, you know, like usually kind of a little bit after that, it takes me like three miles to kind of warm up almost for, for long runs. Yesterday, it was a slog from (laughs) the first step I took. Yeah. The last step. And I could even feel a few times like where I started almost shuffling instead of like kind of picking my feet up to to run. But I didn't stop. I didn't walk. 
I got through it and I feel fine. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a little, I was fatigued, right? Sure. I'm pretty sure that most of the problem was I haven't been fueling myself correctly for me. Mm-hmm. I know it works the night before long runs and I just haven't been doing it. I've been mm-hmm. just doing whatever I want. And in a week where you've got St. Patrick's Day and St. Joseph's <laughs> Day, uh, it's a tough it, tough one, right? So yeah. I really just I gotta I gotta button that up like for my health, but also my running will get better if I do that. When I lose a little bit more, we've talked about it. You get a little faster just kind of by that. Mm-hmm. In the end, it was like I'm good to get it done. I'm proud of myself for getting it done. I didn't find an excuse not to do it or to walk during that time, uh, and I made six miles. Yeah, that's awesome. Which, which is good because part of what my coach wants me to do, um, Coach Holly Ann wants me to, wanted me to sign up for a 5K or a 10K and kind of see where we're at, right? Like racing wise. So like I to, signed, get a, to get it, to get an actual number, like your 5K pace time for her to like build on? Yeah. So with VDOT, right? So with, uh, with the Jack Daniels method, not drinking Jack Daniels, but Jack Daniels running coach guy, you get this V dot score. And right now mm-hmm. I've got it at 24. And I think I guessed that was kind of a guess on my part on where I think I'm at, but I actually think it's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I'll, I'll do a race and we'll see like, Hey, has that improved at all? And what that does is it adjusts all of your paces, your easy pace, your, what they call marathon pace, right? Hill repeats, intervals, uh, all all the different paces you could have for workouts, right? So I signed up for the Morton Arboretum Champion of Trees 10K, <laughs> April 23rd, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna race, and we're gonna see where I'm at. <laughs> That's awesome because I have a 10K. On the 24th of April. There you go. So we, we'll have a good show on the 25th of April. Yeah. We'll get to right? have a r- race recap. Yeah. Our yeah. first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and you know, and we're traveling. So we're we're traveling to Omaha. We leave this Friday. So I'll record remotely with you, hopefully, on, on yeah. that Monday. Uh, thankfully, the setup for doing this is a lot easier. It's just a mm-hmm. microphone and a computer. Uh, so I'll, and well, I guess my headphones. So we'll uh, we'll I'll record remotely, and I'm scheduled to do a seven miler that weekend. Uh, so this coming weekend, seven miles. And now I don't have an excuse because that's where Coach Holly Ann lives. So I mean, we're gonna see it's yeah, 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 my buddy Kevin and and Hal. Um, so we're gonna run together. <laughs> Kevin and I yeah. run run together, um, and his buddy, uh, and we're meeting at seven a.m. And I'm like, oof, seven a.m. That's gonna. I have like things I got to do in the morning before I can go for a run, right? Yeah. That that get these types of things get talked about in great detail on Ten Junk Miles. We'll just yes, we'll just leave it as you could probably figure everything <laughs> out. Yeah. So I have to wake up pretty early so we're gonna drive in on friday i'm like 
There and so here's the problem, dude. There's this whiskey bar called Proof. That's you just walk across the parking lot from the hotel, and I'm like, okay, I got like, I have to avoid that whiskey bar at all costs on Friday. Well, you can go on, on Friday, Saturday. You can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got dinners and stuff planned, and yeah. Are you going to go to that the same place you always go to, the fancier place with the great wines? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a place called Acherant. Oh, I think you might be talking about that one I go to in West, that we go to in West Point, um, Bohemian Duck. Uh, but they're they're not open like when we're going to be in West Point. But in oh, that's Omaha, not good. we have two good dinners planned. One Japanese dinner mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday night. And then one at a place called Acherant that we went to last time that was just crazy good. Awesome. So looking forward to those. But Yeah, yeah I think like, I'd go to the whiskey bar too, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to hit the whiskey bar, right? Like, I'm not going to overdo it <laughs> because I can't anymore. Like, I had, a, I had a drink last night for the first time in a long time. I had a, a, a glass of rosé and a beer. I never mm-hmm. had a beer. But I had a bottle of zombie dust. Uh, and I feel okay. Like, I didn't overdo it. But I felt like I had to prep a little bit for going to Omaha because I know we'll have some wine with dinner and stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I will have a whiskey. But I'm not yeah. going to have six whiskeys. You know, like it's yeah. just not well, going to happen. That's victory, that. right? That's yeah. victory. Yeah. I mean, I want to find that balance of drinking doesn't dominate, but I can, if I am enjoying it, I can have a drink if I want to. Mm-hmm. But honestly, not going Friday doesn't doesn't bother me, right? Like, but in the past, maybe it would have. Yeah, but I feel like I've kind of crossed that threshold. But Sweet. Man, you're growing up, Pete. I know. But, I, <laughs> but back to the run, dude. So I got to get there at seven a.m. for this yeah. seven mile run with people. I know I'm slowing them down because of my pace, right? Yeah. And I, if you think Omaha is flat, you're out of your mind. It's hilly, <laughs> and Way more hills than this flatlander, right? Like, yeah. So I, who knows what the pace will be? So talk about having to get through the mental like aspect of. I'm See, for me, back. Yeah, that would for me be the hardest part. Is yeah. why I don't like running in groups, and it's really like um, I think the worst thing I've ever done is a no drop run with friends, and they were all like uh, probably eight minute. We went on a trail, a no drop trail run, and they were all eight minute milers, nine minute milers trail run. So they're probably like six to seven minute milers on pavement. And every time they got to a point, they're just waiting on me. And I'm like, dudes, just go. Like, you don't have to stop. And they're like laughing and just enjoying the scenery and the reservoir around here. But to me, that's mortifying. Nothing makes me feel fat and slow and unathletic than a group of people waiting for me to finally show up. Yeah. And you know, in this case, we'll just probably all go the same pace and Mm -hmm. who knows, maybe I'll get into a rhythm. Maybe I'll feel great. And yeah, I'm able to increase it a little bit, but I know the paces they normally run. Uh, and I know, I also know Kevin well enough, like that he, he honestly doesn't care. Like right. he doesn't mind slowing down, right? He may try to drag me forward a little bit or get into a rhythm, but I mean, honestly, as long as I have him in my sights, like it'll be fine. 
Yeah. And it'll be good for me to have to try to have a conversation while on a run. Um, and the hills, I'll do what I got to do. You know, it, uh, I'm, my goal is to run the whole time. Mm-hmm. And my guess is I can because I've kind of overcome that, that mental part, right? And, you know, we'll see what happens. But man, it's like a lot of stuff kind of all at once, traveling, earlier run, running with people. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of a this big thing, you know? And he did say that the end of the run, um, you know, there's coffee and scones. So, you know, that's that's good because it'll be needed at that yeah. point. <laughs> there's no doubt I'm going to need coffee and scones at the end. That's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, we got, we got that and I think there was something else. Oh, so I haven't, I, I really got to get my strength training going, right? Mm -hmm. And Gretchen and I were talking and and I'm like, man, we gotta, we gotta find a way. So we're going to do, uh, in April, since we're, you know, almost on top of April already, we're going to do a 420 challenge. Now, not the 420 challenge. Yeah. Most of you I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Not talking about that 420, right? But talking about uh, doing a, the 420 challenge, which is in April, the fourth month of the year, 20 mirror workouts. So I was I was going to ask if you still have the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. So 20 mirror workouts, which will get us, you know, about five days a week, give or take, uh, 20 out of 30 days. We'll do... Uh, a workout on the mirror and some of those are as short as 15 minutes you know uh you could go longer 30 45 i think there's even some hour ones they even have some of those shorter five minute ones now Mm -hmm. right but we're gonna do 20 workouts on the mirror and i said to her if we do that the goal is then may you don't need a challenge because it's just now it's back to being habit right right and so that's the my goal during that time is to get that going because I've been doing the recovery stuff like my calf problems are gone it was it was definitely the shoes mm-hmm. they're gone I'm used Excellent. to them I love these ultras they're they're really working out well for me um, I actually ordered a second pair mm-hmm. of them to rotate but a different type so I have the Torin I ordered the Escalante okay uh, to just so I could rotate. Like, I like having two different kinds of shoes. Um, and then we can hit this mirror, and I'm like, okay, so if I'm doing kind of like the prehab recover app work, I'm doing the mirror and the running, I'm like, I, I've got I mean, like, you've got to get in shape at that point. Right? Like, <laughs> right. so like, like, if that doesn't improve my health numbers. Yeah, then forget then about be, it. I mean, then I'm really eating like shit, right? Like, right, right. Then we're must be like it's it's a that's just absolutely horrendous. And I go, oh, okay, now we know what the problem is, right? Yeah. Then it's the Dave and Pete eat show, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll put on a display after the marathon with some Pequods and Portillos and such. Pete, I'm telling you right now, that is going to be ugly. When I get home and run that race, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> and I will probably have uh, the meat sweats for a good two weeks after I leave that city. Uh, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about that because I, I, I really have started to hone in on, 
understanding my capabilities, kind of like where you're still struggling with some of that machismo stuff. Like uh, I, I've struggled with that my whole life, right? Like, yeah, I could do that. I yeah. could do that. Yeah, let's do that, right? And I, I want to work to get to where I'm not arrogant about it, but I have the capability of doing stuff, doing that hard stuff. And this week it was uh, another one that was tough for me was Oscar posted about doing a rim to rim to rim uh, hike, mm-hmm. run hike in, at the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, oh, I, so I sent him kind of a note saying like, that's, you're going to have a blast. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get back to the Grand Canyon. That's well known. I've talked about it on this yeah. show a million times. I want to do a rim to rim. I would love to do rim to rim to rim someday. And he's like, look, you could, you know, it's kind of like that, that ultra runner mentality too, right? Like, just, just come out and try. Like, we'll figure it out. We're going to go slow. And the yeah, thing yeah. is, I know what happens in the Grand Canyon when you bonk. <laughs> Yeah. And I know, like, you can't just go. Like, it's not a street. Right. You know, it's like, that. it's it's a whole rescue effort, potentially. Mm-hmm. And I know my limits. And, I, and I'm and i not, I know I'm not in shape for that yet. But next year, if somebody said, hey, I'm going to go do this, I would, try, I would try to find a way to at least join them for a one-way. And then yeah. just get the transportation around or go to Vegas or whatever. Sure. You know, uh, but like I'm, it was a, actually kind of a big deal for me to kind of not be like, I can't do that, but more like, hey, I'm not there right now. Right? It's yeah. a, a subtle but big difference for me. Well, it's giving you the power to is to really think that it could be a possibility versus it, it's a, it's not a possibility, and I think that's a big mental shift too like and for me like it's hard now because for so long i've lied to myself and faked it enough right because you're younger and tougher and physically it's easier that i'm really at that moment of i can't lie to myself or fake fake my way through it anymore like you know and there's a lot of i still have a lot of unknowns like i don't have my marathon training program yet I don't know. Farika tells me every day, what are you doing today? What's your schedule? Have you written your schedule down yet? And I still, I leave so much open because I've always been a wing it, never plan anything kind of guy. And now I really have to plan everything. And I I, I don't know how to do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that it's t- that transition is tough mm-hmm. for sure. I, I think though, if you... I would actually look at this different. I would actually say that you've already started your marathon training. Like you asked me last week, like, hey, when does your marathon training start? And I was kind of caught off guard. It actually, uh-huh. it, it, it actually already has. Well, I, I, it, it, I get what you're saying and I agree it has started. But to me, in my mind, I don't have, I'm relying on team and training for my marathon training plan. So to me, it's that specific, like when I say your marathon training, yes, you're, it's already started. But for me, it's that, uh, I think I will get, I don't see, I don't even know a 20 week, like here's your training peaks account. Here's all your runs that you're going to do. I think I want that for the first time. I want that actual 
20-week training calendar, so I don't have to worry about it. I can just look. Now there's, I give myself, there's too much room for error with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, to a point. I mean, I get it. I, but if you just count this kind of lead-up plan as just part of that, mm-hmm. just say you got a 29-week plan as of now, <laughs> right? Yeah. And There you go talking sense to me again, Pete. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. My goal is to, like, for both of us, is kind of reframe some of our our issues, right? Like, yeah. it's... It, we can't get the food shit right, so like, let's try to get the. <laughs> we gotta get some. Let's, let's try to get this part right. <laughs> I mean, let's try to get that, and and if you're, if you're, if you start now and get more religious about like those three runs a week, then when you get to the, I can't remember. I think team and training was four runs a week. Four usually. Yeah. With an optional fifth sometimes on the calendar of like a real short, you know, two or two miles yeah. or something. I I've think always, it's a four-day-a-week thing. Yeah, it's always two short, one medium, and a long. So is your – like, I think for you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my guess is that you've – if you made the goal like you just did 90% of those runs, like mm. that would be way more than you've ever done. Oh, if I did 50% of the runs, it would be way more than I've ever done. Pete, I, you, you think I've done I've done eight marathons with team and training. And I've only done one one of those marathons I did all the training runs, right? Every weekend we cuz it was when team and training was still groups. After that first marathon, if I had one run over 10 miles, I wouldn't be lying. Oh, my God. You're going to kill me. The uh, I think right? you could do that, man. Like, I, think just get, I think that alone could be a huge victory for you. And I, I can also say, like, you know, you listen to a lot of the same stuff that I do from, like, mm-hmm. a podcast perspective. Like, we get motivated by listening to people that talk about overcoming adversity having that kind of I can get it done mindset that that kind of Goggins approach like that right. David Goggins like you know no matter what you can figure this out and you could do it those things are great but it also gives us this false sense of security of well I don't really need to do the work I'll just figure it out when I get there a hundred percent that I when I talk about the hardest like a, it's a difficulty for me getting over the machismo thing is that is 100 percent that every marathon I've ever run, I BS my way through the training and was just able to grunt through a six hour day of not stopping. So and is your is your goal to, to, to train this time? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I want a true, and we talked about this in the beginning of wanting a true training experience. And I hope and I plan on getting there, and it's growing pains. Right now, I feel there's like two little Daves on my shoulder, and one is an experienced marathoner, and one truly feels like I've never done this before, and I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm at this like incredibly hard 
I'm out of shape at 300 pounds, and my first, I've jumped four races that I shouldn't have jumped. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a first-timer, and my goal should not be to run a marathon. My goal should be to run a 5K and then run a 10K, right? So, like, I, I, I really feel like I'm a novice, and I have too much knowledge for that novice, but I don't have the physical ability of that experienced runner. And it's, it's a, uh, I don't know if, if, uh, just, just, I can't even think of a fancy word to say for it, but like the, the commingling of the two of those things is really messing me up. Do you have any plan on how you're going to, kind of hold yourself accountable besides the podcast, right? Because you're going to be talking about it. Like, are you and Farika talking about a strategy where how she can help you she, kind of stay focused on that? Or She tries to me every day and I have to, I have to mature and grow up as I will be completely <laughs> honest is it comes off and sorry, mom, no disrespect to you. But when Ferka tries to motivate me like that, all I hear is my mom nagging when I was a kid. And I know Ferka is trying to, to help me, but I need to mature and hear what Ferka is actually saying to be successful. And she is she's crushing it. She's kicking ass right now. And she, instead of hearing the Jewish mom nagging from when I was 10. I need to hear my successful wife saying, hey, go plan out your week. And instead of eye rolling her to go plan out my week. Like she's already said something to me. You know, it's 12 o'clock and she's already said to me, you know, what are you doing for the week? What are you doing for today? What's your plan for today? And now like brain's in full swing. So I have two and a half more hours of my day to me, right? Farrakh is working brains in school because he's doing uh, prop building for the musical. So now I have, she's like, there's your window right there. Instead of being at school at 2.30, you don't have to be there till 4.30. What are you doing from 2.30 to 4.30? And smoking a cigar is not the answer, right? So, <laughs> so we're getting there. It's just, it's baby steps and I'm learning. And I, my... I shouldn't say my CrossFit gym, Brain's CrossFit gym, because he actually works out there. I just drive him there. But they put a, a meme up today, and it's of one of the newer members doing something. And it's just a picture of him working out. And it's, it's something to the lines of, you have, in six months, will you be six months further towards your goal or six months of more excuses? And that kind of, that was today's like, hey, what are you doing, brother? It's time to, we got six months. It's time to go. Where are you going to be? And uh, right now, I feel like crap in my own body. Like, I'm heavy. I'm out of shape. Life is a struggle. I shouldn't feel like this. It's the summertime. The pool's opening. And I should be at the pool enjoying it. But I effed up another year, and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's all yeah. it's all coming to a head now. Yeah, I mean, that that meme has been all over social lately. I've seen it probably 
I mean, I'm not even barely on social. I've probably seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Um, but it's a good point, right? Like we're, we're, we don't get to this point at 51 years old by not being professional excuse makers. Oh, hundred like percent. I'm the king of it. <laughs> we're, we're good at this, right? Uh, so finding ways and, and I think I'm going to be interested in, in learning more about like how, how it is that like you get to a point, we could all say we want to mature and just do it. Right. Like, but that's right. not, it's not always possible. So sometimes, you know, understanding and listening and hearing what somebody's saying to help try to reframe it. That's where I, I think that I'm hoping like within the podcast, we can, you know, how, how, do, how can I help you? Right. How can right. you help me? Right. And I, we figure out that balance. Right. Cause I don't want to be the naggy jerk co-host. Right. Like be like, oh, come <laughs> on, Dave, you didn't run this week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want right? to be here. And I think one of the things I never learned, and here's another Dave therapy session. Oh, uh, good. The, one of the things I never learned was it's okay to quit. And once you quit, it's really, once you quit the first time, it's really easy to quit again. And a lot of my stuff happened the first time I dropped out of a marathon, right? So it was, to me, it was the first time in my life that I truly failed at everything, but I didn't fail. But I saw it as a failure, right? I didn't finish a marathon. Who cares, right? Lots of people don't finish races, right? Scotty and Holly and all those guys, they talk about it all the time. It's not a big deal if you don't finish a race. But it was a failure moment that I've never learned to recover from. Till now. I'm learning now partially in baby steps that it's okay to fail and it was it wasn't a failure and leaving the fire department which still weighs on me today financially and the pressure i put on Farica financially is it's not a failure there is a reason for it and it's okay and build on that yeah i i mean i can't speak to the fire department thing i can speak a little bit to not finishing a race when i didn't complete the 50k at the badger last summer unfortunately like there's still like i was in so much pain from that Mm -hmm. migraine like i can't like things are like they'll come back to me here or there right but the that that moment of not finishing right i i felt like it was a failure and only recently have i figured out that the race wasn't a failure my my failure happened because i didn't complete my training Mm-hmm. So when I failed to get all the runs in and to get the strength training in that I know I need, I failed that race before I ever stepped on the dirt and grass. I, I had almost no chance of completing that other than by, I can walk 30 miles. I could figure out how to walk 30 miles, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get into the race and you start to run a little bit and you start to run a little bit more because you... And I'm talking to somebody who's doing an interval and you just want to keep up and have that conversation. Like I failed, but I failed that before I even got to Wisconsin. Right. <laughs> and that's where I don't want to fail again come race day. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to get the training done. 
right. and to take almost each run as a must, right? And I understand life's going to happen. You're going to have. I've already had to adjust because of a, you know, a little, you know, quick bit of pain on the body, right? An injury, whatever you want to call it. I adjusted, but I came right back. It didn't become an excuse to to stop. And mm-hmm. to me, every run is at this point in my mind it's almost like every run is a race or at least an event because i'm not running all out right but right but i do need to complete it and if i do every single training run to the best of my ability to follow the plan i I, it's almost like you i mean it would take some really big act to then fail on race day right but if i only do 50 percent of them 60% Mm-hmm. 60% of them. Wow. Well, I mean, now I have a 50 or 60% shot of completing that right. race and, and feeling good. <laughs> and I have no, I, I'm not kidding myself. If I don't do this training process legitimately, then October 9th is a waste of time. Yeah. I right. Agree. Cause I'm not, I'm not at a point where I can fake it till we make it. For 26 miles. Right. Right. The right. 24th, I'll be able to do that. Right. Six miles is easy. You know. Let's let's be careful. Right, right, right. Okay. You're right. I take that back because two, yeah, two minutes, two, was, two, two minutes, minutes was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I take that back. But it's 12 o'clock, right? Yeah. On the nose. She's good. Um, it's. I'm looking forward to the 24th. I think that's going to be fun, uh, but it's just as scary as 26.2 right now. Yeah, I, I get that, right? I mean, I understand the 6.2 is a lot, you know, relatively easier than 26.2. But yeah. that's just, that's volume, right? Like that's that's purely because of the number of miles. But right, right now, 6.2 is a marathon for you right now. Yeah, and it's, and it's a great reminder of... It's very humbling, and it's a great reminder of how awesome it is when people achieve a 5K, and you, a lot of people lose focus, or yeah, lose focus of what a great accomplishment that is for a lot of people, and and it kind of brings back that excitement of running because you get to see people do their first 5k do their first 10k and it's all shapes and all sizes and it really is the power of running that truly anyone can do it if you put the time and effort into it and i that part of it like the mental part of running is i love being out on a race course and in the corrals because i'm always in the back of the pack right so there's always new people or it's their first race or it's a big group and they're dressed up and ready to go. The tutus are out. The crazy hats are out. And it's just, um, it reminds you what running is all about. And my last race, I did one uh, in February, but I was just a volunteer. And I think being back in the corrals and that atmosphere and the DJs playing and, you know, wave whatever it is wave six here you go in the countdown that you'll i'll finally get that energy back of running and the excitement of hey this is real let's go nice 
Well, I'm hoping that you can get to the, you know, get get back into the three days, you know, kind of consistently, so that when nine weeks is over and the twenty week plan, or I can't, I think mine was eighteen weeks from them, but here that here nor there, yeah, get the plan from team and training. You're kind of ready to go to hit those, you know, hit those four. And I mean, in the meantime, we both got to get our our intake, our food yeah. intake, a little well, bit more under control. Right, and Ferka, like she said to me the other day, she's like, stop telling people how they should eat and start telling yourself what you should eat kind of thing. Yeah. Right? You know, and and I don't I don't mean to to preach a way to you know, a style to eat or any right, you do you. I, I don't care. Um so I apologize if I feel, if people feel like I'm pushing the, the plant based thing. I, I I don't I don't mean to push that on anyone. It's just something that I uh, believe in but I'm not doing really good on myself and she's like just stop worrying about other people and do your food prep and eat right she's like right. just you know I, I I feed Braden um three meals a day seven days a week she's like just eat what you make him and you'll be fine like keep it yeah, so why don't you do that because I'm stupid Pete <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I think that I don't think either one of us at this point, I mean, I know at one point it probably, you know, like I, I, I was an evangelist for, you know, NSNG, uh, but I, I'm not anymore. And for many reasons, but I, a lot of it has to do with, I think we are truly all N equals one. And you, I think we have both proven that regardless of the type of eating style, the way of eating you've chosen you can find a way to make that unhealthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think yeah, we've yeah, yeah. proven that. So you could say, I want to be plant-based, and you could find a way to be un- unhealthy. Right. You I can eat. be an SNG, you can find a way to make it unhealthy. Yeah, I can eat Oreos and, and Coke all day long and be vegan. But I, I just didn't want to. I didn't. I don't like when people try and push anything on me, and I know um, – you're the same, and I just didn't want I didn't want people to feel like I, I'm like this plant based gospel deliverer, and you know I like I'll freely admit that I eat like crap, and you know I have no right now I have no place to say anything. Maybe if I lost a hundred pounds, I could have a little bit something to say of hey, this worked for me, and uh, hopefully in a couple weeks, a couple months, and down the road, I'll be you know here's what's working for me conversation. Uh, but really, uh, it, it's a failure point, whether we're talking about the race or training or anything, just me eating, um, is still off the rails. I, I, uh, I'm doing better with water, like still little things. I, I have lots of little things. I'm not connecting. I have a bunch of Oreo or Cheerios on a plate and a string to make a necklace I need to start taking all my Cheerios and putting them together on the actual piece of string so it's one cohesive thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I've I've said this a thousand times and we can all lose weight. We know how to lose weight. What we Mm -hmm. don't know how to do is maintain the weight loss. Yeah. And so... What when people talk about like, hey, this is what's working for me, I always like to hear it. What I really want though is I want to hear the person who's six years later going, yeah, I'm still doing, mm-hmm. you know, these 
eight things or these three things, right? And for me, it's probably pretty, it's pretty simple to, to fix, to get the weight loss. It, I just haven't been willing to do it, right? And I have every excuse in the book on the eating side. You know, I've kind of taken it off the exercise side, but I've still got it on the eating side. And, you know, when it's St. Joseph's Day, you go get Zeppelin de San Giuseppe. <laughs> and you just, that's what you do. Yeah. And I don't need to go get those beautiful custard-filled donuts. Uh, but I did because that's what you do, right? Right. Uh, so I shouldn't have had my four Guinnesses and Jameson on St. Baxter's Day just because I'm Jewish on the 17th of March. Right. You know, like it's, that's what you do. I mean, look, I, you know, for St. Patrick's Day, I made two, uh, so I bought two corn, uh, corned beef. Uh-huh. Uh, so I bought one that was kind of already in all the seasoning and everything. And then one that wasn't that had the, the packet, right? Uh-huh. And I smoked both pieces of, of meat. And then I made a, with the one that had the packet separate, I made a more traditional corned beef, cabbage, potatoes, um, carrots, you know, with that beautiful piece of, of smoked meat. And then the other one I smoked for longer and till it was done and, you know, have more traditional like deli slices, right? Sure. Uh, for that side. And we made Rubens. Did, did we need to make Rubens? No. Pro- probably not. Were they delicious? And, and do I regret it? No. I don't. <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out how do I live? How yeah. Do, I do some of these things and get it. Like, I don't want it to have the power over me to go. Like, I'm fretting having a sandwich for six days. Right? Like, I it's just not going to happen anymore. Well, and that leads to failure, too. A hundred percent. So what we need to do is is find those little tweaks with how we can live consistently. Mm-hmm. And I think the other piece of this for me and, and my guess is you too, right? Like one pound loss a week isn't sexy. Doesn't, you can't feel it for six months. So when you're bigger, you want to take off 30 pounds right. overnight. And that's not sustainable. We've proven it over and over again. So it, I'm trying to just say, like, right now I've maintained, like, I did a kind of almost about 10 pound weight loss, and now I've maintained that mm-hmm. kind of within like a pound and a half on either side. Like, I'm not yo yoing up big, but that maintaining, like, like basically I'm maintaining right now eating this way. Mm-hmm. I'm not losing, but I'm, I'm maintaining. So at least I know I've done something right, like cut my right. volume, what have you. And I'll take it. Like, to me, that's a, pretty damn good victory at this point mm-hmm. so are, are you maintaining or do you even get on a scale or i don't even get on the scale which is a mistake because i really um i feel like i've gained weight and i don't really i don't know if that's true or it's not true but i'm kind of like uh, i'm kind of like that uh you know, whenever you hear obese people talk about their weight loss journeys, they say their last known weight, right? I kind of feel like um, I'm afraid to look at this point, right? When that doctor told me I was at 300 pounds, like it, it was, it was, uh, it was a shock. But it, I, I mean, it wasn't a surprise. You, it just hurts hearing it, and um, 
I haven't looked. I feel like I've gained weight, um, but I just feel, I don't feel energetic, right? I feel like I weigh 300 pounds, right? If it, I don't know if, if you're not 300 pounds, I don't know if you can really explain how that feels, but um, I don't want to feel like this anymore is, right. is where we're at. So I really, um, I see the scale every morning. It's in our bathroom and I, I just kind of like hesitant to get on it. And, you know, my blood pressure, I check, I worry about that more now. And uh, I went, I had one of my um, stress tests the other day. My blood pressure was 135 over 77. And the oh, guy's nice. like, uh, he's like, that's a great blood pressure. I'm like, well, that's power meds, dude. So uh, that was pretty, it was, it was a relief to hear that number much more than 172 over 110. Uh, so that was kind of a, a victory, and uh, I don't really think about taking the pills every morning. I take the pills, I go on it with my, with my day, and uh, I probably need to put the same energy that I am um, or same focus into my weight as um, I did with the blood pressure. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I mean, I'm, I'm that way too now with the pills. Like, I got to take them. Mm-hmm. I, I go, I take them. I don't even think about them after that. Well, that's not true. Sometimes at this age, I do say, geez, did I take my pills this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so far, I've resisted and, and refused to get a pill box because then I feel like I've crossed a threshold with age. Yeah. And well, then and, I get a pill box. And luckily for me is I only have the one prescription. And the one thing I do right before I go to bed is I put it in the middle of the counter. So when I... I have to see it when I get my glass and then when I get my cup and I take the pill, then I push the pills back. Right. So I just that motion. And it's the first thing I do when I get out of bed at um, at 430. When I get out of bed, the first thing I do is get a glass of water and take those pills. Nice. So it's kind of like I've made that habit. And um, so now I kind of just have to. Again, put another Cheerio on the necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, our, our discussions, you know, it, if nothing else, the la- last week stirred a lot of <laughs> discussion, yeah. which I think is a good, I think it's a good thing. You don't. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that we have this, this uh, really big misnomer today that if you, like, you can't disagree and go mm-hmm. about be like your day being friends and being that's just untrue like disagreement opposing opinions discussion debate like those are cornerstones of growth and and gaining knowledge and wisdom right so right i really appreciated uh like on the pay like on our on the facebook page like Mm -hmm. shay had kind of disagreed a little bit with with us in terms of our discussion about like what was going on in schools and or at, at my daughter's school. And in the end, I'm not sure that we really were all that different in, in opinion. Right. Um, but it, it definitely like what we intended to say and what she heard were definitely not in concert. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and I'm glad for that because it's, it, it didn't stir uh, just you know, like uh, had you know, like everybody in agreement. It stirred a, a discussion, right? And, and it's important. 
it was important for her. I'm glad that she said what she said versus her not saying anything and just tuning it out. And like these, these freaking guys don't know what they're talking about. And for her to be able to say, it, it proved that there's an open forum to feel comfortable and you can disagree with us and write it out. And you're safe to say that. And we're not, we're going to have what I'd like to believe is an adult conversation of old to discuss your opinions and you guys really were quite similar and yeah. almost said the exact same thing in a different way and and I think once we we kind of talked about that then we both saw everyone kind of saw that hey what was what was running on the little hamster wheel and what came out of the food port was not right. necessarily what we wanted to say, but we meant we were pretty much all in agreement for the yeah. most part. And I love coming at get, getting to almost to the same place, but from different angles and right. from different viewpoints and different times. Like there's a generation difference mm -hmm. in our ages, right? Like that's just a, a fact. And frankly, you know, like you, you get like certain Facebook, you know, friends that you don't know, but like you just really like them. Like it uh -huh. stays like way up the list for me and like people that I just really admire, um, you know, that I only really know from social media. And we've thankfully, you know, we've met, um, you know, right. because of 10 junk miles and and stuff. But, um, you know, I don't hang out with her. Like we don't talk all the time, but we always have really good discussions when we do, mm -hmm. you know, talk. And I just, I love that, that it, that it stirred people to think. Right. And it was, I got several messages that, you know, we started talking more, um, you know, another, another person that I really enjoy talking to is Karen Clark, who, you know, I got to know because of John Harris and mm -hmm. you know, team E for E um, and Karen's, you know, become a, uh, just somebody that, I mean, I just love hearing her opinions on this stuff and she's also, she's plant-based, right? Mm -hmm. So I, and she's got a great take on it also. It's just a, a, a great, when I, when I talk to her, she always gives me permission to, uh, to fail, you know, and not look at it as failure, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, like her, the way she frames things. And I feel that way often about Shay, right? Like she'll frame things in a way that makes me think. Right. Um, and I love it. And it, you know, I, I want to do that. You know, there's several people like that, um, that I've met because of the internet. Right. Right. And 10 junk miles. And, and we go through that. Farrakh and I go through that with, with other parents from school. Cause we're both, I'm 51, she's 53. And all of Bray's friends, parents are all in their thir like lower thirties. And, 53, 51, and 33, 31 in today's world is two very different upbringings and opinions and uh, languages. And there's a, I mean, there's a vast difference. And, you know, it's, it's nice. Like you have an immediate reaction sometimes. And then you, you, you take a step back and you look and you see it from, their side, like, how are they viewing the same thing? Because they're twenty years younger, and we're just—it's just a different world. 
and it, it's, yeah, I, it's neat. Like for me, it's it's really the best education that I've ever had is having friends that are younger. And sometimes, like you, sometimes you'll just laugh at me, and they're just like they, you know, we don't think like that anymore. And it's it really gets you to think and grow up and you know that I guess that's my motto for the day is grow up and mature. But it really helps you. Um, if you're open to it, it really helps you see things differently and, yeah. and, and realize that you're really, uh, you have a lot of common ground if you just take the time to be open to it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. And I, I think the other thing for me, what has this, honestly, this show has done for me over the years, it's, it's helped me try not to think of the world so in so many absolutes mm-hmm. and black and white and just understanding shades of gray doesn't make me wishy-washy or not have an opinion it just makes me knowledge hungry like i just i want to understand what other people are thinking and and doing and and i'm not looking for somebody just to agree with me and right. you get a lot of that as a parent, right? Because your kids are going to find every reason in the world to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. So you you have to sit back and listen. And I feel like I am getting better at it. I mean, I still will have a reaction, like you're saying. Like, sometimes you have a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like sometimes on the show, like, I'll misspeak and, and say something that seems like I'm talking in absolutes. And I don't mean... I don't mean it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I really like what has come out of this so far. And more and more discussion is going to be great. I, I, I just can't see, a down, can't see a downside. And I and for me, it's nice too because I don't, I don't have a community. So, this now is becoming my community. And people like Shay and everyone who comments on that post is really becoming that our little FMC community. And of course you have a bigger one cause you've done this for so long. And now me jumping in for, you know, eight weeks, uh, it, it's, I, it's expanding my community and I, I welcome that. Like, it's yeah. very cool that, you know, people are jumping in and they feel comfortable to say, Hey, moron, you don't know what you're talking about. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I, I love that. Yeah, or, or try to bring up a different perspective or a different piece of, like, you know, evidence, advice. Like, you you sent me down a, a rabbit hole of research <laughs> um, be, just, you know, with, with something that you had said. And it, it, I took it as an opportunity to go learn, mm-hmm. right? And because of that, I, I did learn. I learned a lot. I found... Um, I did find a lot of of things, and and I do want to just uh, talk about it real quick. You're re, you know, like you, protein is a hot button for you for whatever reason, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and I get it. We all have them. And so you said, you know, hey, what does what does protein deficiency look like, right? Mm-hmm. And I was again taken aback. I'm like, I don't know. And I it took me a long time. And I wrote to you, and I I did research and. I also looked at some other things and, and unless you are a person who doesn't have enough food in this country, we don't have 
deficiency in carbohydrates, fat, or protein. Like right. that's just that that's we don't have a deficiency in it. However, we may be misbalanced. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of research around um you know, low dietary protein intake and some some issues, especially as we age. So over 50, we tend actually to decrease our protein intake while we should be increasing it to maintain muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of research about it. And I couldn't find much the opposite way, right? So um, there was a little bit that disagreed and said, hey, we have enough, but very little. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by far the cohorts were, you know, we don't take in enough past 50, right? So in a way, that was great because I had no idea, right? Mm-hmm. So then I tracked my own food and I'm not taking in minimal daily requirements of protein most days when I eat normally, right? Now, are, are you basing that on, what is it, one to one and a half? No, that's for weight loss and that's way higher. I'm talking about what the like kind of federal guidelines are mm-hmm. or medical, medical guidelines are, which is way less than one gram. Right. Um, so... Uh, anyway, I, it, it actually was a really good thing for me to go in and take a look at it, right? Some of the evidence says that, uh, low protein intake looks like me, mm-hmm. I, you know, low carrying more fat and, and out of shape because I'm taking in more carbohydrates, which eventually become glucose, which become fat when they're not used right Mm -hmm. so um you know i don't know i I, i'm not protein deficient obviously but i don't believe i'm taking in optimal amounts which is a whole different discussion which i would not even think to have thought about without you bringing it up right i think it's fantastic right so you know you can agree with the research or disagree with the research i mean doesn't really matter either way Mm -hmm. but what it did is it spurred thought thoughtful research and conversation Mm -hmm. and and that's what i was trying to get out was more of education is what's important because food marketing and um someone referred to it as poison punch there's so much out there and it's not necessarily better for you, like the way they market food and supplements and all that stuff. It's the bottom line. It's a profit profitable business in the billions, and that nutrition really has to be a true education. And if you're buying potatoes because the bag is labeled gluten free and everyone is playing gluten is bad, gluten's only bad. Right, if you're celiac or have a wheat allergy. Otherwise, if you eat gluten like a normal person, you're not eating eight pounds of pasta a day, right? It's not bad for you, but you have to be educated that, of course, potatoes are gluten-free because they're not wheat, right? You know what I mean? So that's what I was trying to, to get out, that you can't fall to the marketing of food, that you really have to be educated towards food and you don't need and I still don't know how to say it correctly but I was trying to get out of is you don't need as much 
protein as food marketing leads you to believe that you need. You still need a certain amount and it's still a, a macronutrient because it's a building block of life, but you don't need 700 grams the way they, it, a lot of places make you to believe that you do. Does that make yeah, sense? I- yeah, I hear you. And that's I mean, what I, I was trying to get across. And yeah. maybe it, it came across is that you don't need half as much as, as what you need, but you still need it, but don't be educated about it. Don't fall for the marketing of it. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I think that we just live in different worlds when it comes to that because, like, I don't I don't hear anybody saying, mm-hmm. like, you need that much, right, other than bodybuilders, right? Like, right. I don't, I don't hear somebody saying, like, hey, Pete, you need to be eating – 500 grams of protein like i don't nobody tells me that right yeah yeah yeah. now i have seen where to 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 spur weight loss you do a gram to a gram and a half per you know uh pound of lean mass right Mm -hmm. and for me lean mass is (laughs) it's hard to find right right now people are pulling their hair out some more like oh they're back on the protein (laughs) yeah well but, but look i mean i think this is important right like i I don't have any intention of going out there and, and trying to figure out how do I eat yeah, yeah, yeah. 200 grams of protein, right? But I do know I'm not eating enough, like just in general, like based on what I've been reading. So mm-hmm. it has me at least thinking about it, right? Like, hey, how do I make some of those adjustments? Sure, sure. And to, and to your point, I think your sensitivity to it probably has to do a lot with being in that plant-based world. People don't understand where protein comes from when it comes to plant-based diets, like they don't understand that there's, you know, a good amount of protein and tofu and, and, and legumes and, and such, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't understand it because to your point, education, which by the way, was a lot of what Shay's point was, right? Right, 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 right. Is that we don't have education and discussion early enough in the process to, for it to make an impact. Yes. So, I mean, it all came together. I'm not going to harp on protein anymore, but I wanted to circle back on it. Right more of the fact that it made me think and look, I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And when I was 31, 41, I thought I knew everything at 51. One of the greatest gifts I've got actually up until I was about 40, you know, probably seven or eight, but it, it keeps evolving, right? Like I, the older I get, the more I realize how much I don't know. Right. And I will say that I have, zero knowledge or any clue of what I take in on a daily basis, right? I don't know how much water I drink. I don't know if you're going to look at macros, carbs, fats, proteins. I have no idea any of that. And that's probably a detriment to any success that I have is that I don't know anything. I don't know what my calorie intake is. I don't know any of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's normal. I don't think most people do, right? And I don't think it's also, don't think it's supernatural to track all your food. It works for some people. Mm -hmm. I did it for a short period of time to get like a, I did it for a long period of time at one point. It it helps, it works. I just, it's a pain to me that I, it's a pain point that I don't want. Like to me, it's a, I understand the benefits potentially to it. It's, just something that I've done enough of that I know I don't like doing it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. I'm not going to fake I'm doing it. It's kind of like when the dentist asks me, <laughs> do you floss? Absolutely not. No. I don't. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't floss. I brush my teeth plenty. I, yeah, yeah. I, I use some, you know, this this awesome rinse, this closest rinse. That's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm too old, right? Yeah. I'm honest. Same thing kind of happening here with trekking. I'm not gonna do it, so I'm not gonna fake it, right? And mm-hmm. that's okay. Like that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I could. I could naturally adjust how much protein I'm taking in. By understanding the protein amounts and the foods that I'm consuming and just mm-hmm. not eating too much, right? Like, eventually you're going to be fine. So yeah. I I know what we've, I think we all kind of know what to do. And for years, you know, for millennia, human beings have survived without counting macros. Oh, I think, I we, can, I think <laughs> yeah. we can continue to do that. Yeah. Sometimes science is good and sometimes it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. But for those that tracking in my fitness pal or lose it or whatever it works for, fantastic. Love it. Keep doing it. Don't change. Mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't work for one person. It's always my favorite. Like, on, you know, has anybody tried this shoe? I mean, it's a shoe. Like, yeah, not one size fits all. Like, you'll figure it out. Go try it. Yeah. Has anybody tried my fitness pal? Well, yeah. Millions of people have tried that so much so that Under Armour bought it. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and we have a friend who works for them, so yeah, they started I mean, the whole a... process, and now they're all on their own. I think, yeah, like I mean, some other great. company bought them. Yeah, I mean it's great. I mean it's like, uh, I mean everybody has their thing. So anyway, but man, it's good stuff. Anything else you wanted to to bring up from last week, or anything else you wanted to bring up this week? No, I think we hit it all. Hour and forty minutes, Pete. We're rocking. 40? No, I only got an hour and a half here. Uh, well, so close enough. I, I think we're doing all right, man. I mean, if we keep yeah, it The people wanted more. We're only giving what the people wanted. Yeah, two people. Two yeah. people, I believe, wanted We're not allowed to talk about our small audiences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, it's been great. So, anyway, one quick other reminder. We had one person accept the challenge to run this uh, marathon, you know, with us. I donated, Gretchen and I donated 300 bucks to their charity. There's still two slots open. Yeah. Come on. And there's plenty of time. You still have time to base build. Now, do you care if it's just Chicago or can it be any marathon? No, no. I want them in Chicago. Okay, okay. Because I want to meet them. Yeah. Like, I want to say hi. I want you to say hi. Absolutely. Gretchen Gretchen will be around. Michaela. Right. Who who doesn't want to eat beef sandwiches and Pequods with us? That's right. (laughs) So got to be Chicago for now. For now. Like, I don't don't know if we'll open up to a different thing. That's okay. I just wanted to. It's good to know because I won't. I I, I was going to push it. But if it's Chicago, it's a different group you got to push. Yeah. Right. People may not be able to, to travel just for that. So Sure. But I mean, we have. Plenty of Midwest listeners. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Plenty we'll get the re- let's get the Wisconsin wrestling team out there. Oh man, yeah. To the gr- be- that might be the greatest run story of all time. Well, but see, there's uh, maybe we should save it for another time because that could be a long discussion. But <laughs> see, like right there, I think the stupidity of that move. Of of running untrained a hundred ah, miles. I love kind of, that. I know you do, and it's a problem that you love it so much because you can't not train and get results. Yeah, well, I mean, the wrestler mentality. Uh, I don't possess. At one time, I possessed that mentality. Now, old fat Dave doesn't have that. 
wrestler mentality anymore. But I love that story, and I and you know I just watched the the March Madness is going on. I've watched zero minutes of the basketball tournament, and I bet you I watched eight to ten hours of the wrestling championships with Farica and Braden. It it is just the greatest sport ever. So I'm all about those dudes right now. No, Even I more I mean, so. I mean, it's impressive to to only to, to train minimal cardio, not train for a race, gut it out. Like I hear you on that. Right? Let's run also, 10 miles on a treadmill and then go run 100 miles. That's awesome. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so stupid. I can't even begin. Like, you, I, you could be inspired by that all you want, but understand those are exceptions to rules. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not and the then your, your wife drags you in the house on a blanket because you can't walk. I mm. could listen to that story a thousand times. Oh boy, Erica, get ready to have a wheelbarrow for this guy. She'd tell me, she'd, "I'll be stuck outside, Pete." Brain oh, will laugh goodness. at me and kick me in the ribs and go inside and play Xbox. Oh, man! All right, well, we better wrap this up before I <laughs> call two right. guys that, that can whoop my ass stupid again. Right, right, right. <laughs> that will be the that will be their new shirt. <laughs> right all right so next week we got to get two people to run a marathon with us we got it we got it yeah i mean we still got two slots open get it let's get going here i mean you got plenty of time well you, you could join a chair all right so here's the other thing you join the charity all those charities have training plans 100 percent. either 16 18 or 20 weeks it's going to be one of those three numbers right and there's probably and, a gazillion training groups in chicago with each tons Right? Yeah. Do it, people. And, and <laughs> like, to me, I would go look at what Denise Soriel is doing, the Marathon Whisperer, mm-hmm. see where she's the coach, like which groups she's the coach for, and go sign up for one of those because then you get Denise as a coach. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Right. And every non for profit is struggling beyond belief right now. Yeah. Yeah. Go do it. All right. Let's wrap it up. You've been listening to a supersized edition of episode 136 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago, Chapter 8. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Keep reaching out to Dave and I on the Facebook page or Messenger, uh, our personal pages. We just love hearing from people and having talks. Other than that, subscribe, rate, review, share the podcast with somebody. Then you get out there and be better today. I was not hiding. I was unsure. And now